Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Joel, chapter 2? Joel, chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 23 through 29. On Tuesday evening of this week, the atmosphere was ripe for a thunderstorm. It had gotten hot. It was actually oppressive. And I had plans for the evening. I wanted to mow and do some things outside after work. But the clouds rolled in, and my plans had to be adjusted because of the rain. Friend, I don't know if you can feel it, but it's in the air. The Spirit of the Lord is heating things up. The climate and the atmosphere is changing now. I'm telling you that the conditions are perfect. It's never been a better day. For an outpouring of the Holy Ghost than what it is today. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will usher in a great harvest of souls. That will catapult this church and you as a person into another level of spiritual growth and breakthrough. You know when the Holy Spirit is poured out. Your agenda and your plans go out the window. The trivial things that were important five minutes ago, they don't matter anymore. The things that bothered you, the things that worried you, they don't matter anymore. Because you see, the Spirit of the Lord begins to take over. And He begins to pour out mercy. And He begins to pour out grace. And He pours out forgiveness and healing in our land. And we're just busy trying to keep up with what he's doing. The Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. And as God pours out his Spirit, bondages break off of people. See, people who have been used to living in bondage, when the Spirit of the Lord is poured out, heaviness goes, anxiety goes, depression goes, sin goes. People start getting free. And that's what God's going to do for you today. I wish somebody in this house would simply recognize, just simply recognize that the Spirit of the Lord is here. I wish that somebody in this place would recognize that God is moving in your life. Friend, just open your eyes and look and see the glory of God. He's working on your behalf. Friend, he's coming after you. He loves you way too much to leave you in the condition you're in. Oh, oh man, I'm so thankful for that. What a glorious song they led. He's chasing us down. He's fighting on our behalf. He's working for us. And friend, if God be for you, my Bible says, who can be against you? About 835 years before the birth of Jesus. The prophet Joel prophesied about a time that was to come. 835 years. Two weeks ago when I preached, we read this text and I talked about God's promise to send the former and the latter rain. God promised to send times of refreshing into your life. God said he would send abundant showers, that he would restore and he would repay what the locusts had destroyed. Listen to Joel 2.23. It 
It says, be glad. Look to the person next to you and say, be glad. glad. People of Zion, rejoice. Tell them rejoice. Rejoice. In the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is, because he's faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. And I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locust swarm. My great army that I sit among you. Listen to what he says. He says, you'll have plenty to eat until you're full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never. Everybody say never. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know, notice what he says, then you will know that I'm in New Holland, that I am the Lord your God. Oh, he said Israel. And that there is no other. Never, everybody say never. Never Never again will you be shamed. Now notice what a couple things that he says. He says, be glad, rejoice in the Lord because he is faithful. You can be glad today. You can rejoice in the Lord because he's faithful. It doesn't say because you are faithful. Friend, when you are unfaithful, he still remains faithful to you. We serve a faithful God. He brings us through. He brings us through. Yeah, you might go through some hard times. Your heart might be broken. But I'm telling you, my God brings you through. You might have times when your life falls apart. But my God is faithful. He brings you through. He brings you into times of refreshing. The thing is, you wouldn't appreciate them. You wouldn't appreciate the times of refreshing if there weren't some times of difficulty, if there weren't some tests, if there weren't some trials. But through those tests and trials, you're able to say that I know there's a God because He delivered me. I know there's a God because He set me free. I know He's able to keep me because He kept me By his power. He says, I'm going to bring times of refreshing into your lives. That's what he does. He's faithful. You know what he does? He restores our soul. You know what he does? He restores what the enemy and even your sins. Your stupidness. Like, dude, that was... You ever do those things? Dude, that that was stupid. What was I thinking? I deserve it. But you know what? He says, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back for your sins. What your sins have consumed, what your sins have destroyed, God says, I will pay you back for that loss that you incurred. That's what he says he'll do. And he says, then you'll know that there's a God. Yeah, God's going to send abundance in your life. And you'll be able to say that there is no doubt. There's no doubt that God's in the house. God's going to bless you. He's going to restore you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to empower you. And you will be able to say, you'll be able to say, I know, I know that God did this in my life. I know that God is in the house. That's good. But can I tell you, don't stop there. Unfortunately, many people want to stop at the blessings that God brings into their life. They want to stop at Because God's been good to him. But don't you dare do that. Because there's something more. In verse 28, he says, And afterward, 
Here's the good one. I'll pour out. Yeah, I'm going to bless you. Yeah, you're going to know my presence. Yeah, I'm going to restore to you what the enemy has stolen from you. Yes, you're going to have abundance. But after that, this is where it gets good. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. God promised that he would pour out his spirit on all people. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not limited to a select few. He said he would pour his spirit out on all flesh. All flesh. Young, old. Wait, I'm too old. No, you're not, brother. No, you're not. Oh, well, pastor, you can't teach. You, you're not a dog, and he can teach you some new tricks, though. All right? He said on all flesh. Young, old. You're not too old. And those kids in the back aren't too young for him to pour out his spirit. He says it's going to be on men and women, servants. He's going to pour out his spirit, red, yellow, black, and white. God's not limited when he pours out his spirit. It's on whosoever will. He says, I'm going to pour out. What does all mean? It means everybody. He says in the last days, there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's on all flesh, the word says. Look to the person next to you and say, it's going to be big. Tell them again, say, no, it's really going to be big. No, tell them, say, I mean, you, say, listen, someone needs to hear that. It's really going to be big. Tell them it's really going to be big. I don't think that Joel had any idea how big or how far reaching God's promise to the people would be. Nor do we realize how big or how far reaching God's promises are to us today. I can imagine Joel thinking, won't it be great? What a great word you gave me, Lord. Won't it be great whenever there's enough food for us to eat? Won't it be great whenever we have an abundance of food? God, won't it be great when we have enough to overcome the loss and to make up for the loss of this plague of locusts in our lives? Won't that be great? Sometimes I think, Lord, won't it be great when we dedicate that new church building debt-free? And have to start additional services because it's already full. But I want to tell you today, the vision is not big enough. God wants to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. So He wants you to enlarge your vision. He wants you to see how big your God is. Your God is bigger. He has more than you can possibly imagine. He wants to use you. He wants to use your descendants. He wants to use this church far more reaching than you can ever even possibly comprehend. Joel was thinking, man, it'd be just nice to have some, a little bit of wheat. You know, imagine having like a, maybe a barrel full of wheat. God said, no, man, I got, I'm telling you, I'm going to touch the world through your prophecy, through what I'm doing in your life. I'm going to touch. My plans for you are much bigger than what you can imagine. Can I tell you? He's done it before, and he's going to do it even today. We first find that he poured out his spirit in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. That's where we find it first. 
The Jews were surprised in Acts chapter 10 when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles. You know, they're thinking the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is kind of for us. It's just for us 120 in this upper room, us two are close. And then 3,000 were added to the church in one day. And later on, we find that in Acts 10, when the Holy Spirit's poured out on the Gentiles, they're kind of, the Jews are a little bit surprised. Like, wow, what, what's happening here? The Spirit's being poured out on the Gentiles. We recognize this. Throughout history, God has opened up the heavens. And it's often been surprising the who and when of God's pouring out His Spirit. We trace our history as a church back to the turn of the century when God poured out His Spirit on a little mission in Los Angeles called Azusa Street. It was a black pastor who had one eye and he would spend during the services, he would put his head in a basket and he would just pray during the services and the Spirit of God would move. And from that little mission in Los Angeles... That's known as the birthplace of the modern-day Pentecostal charismatic movement. From there, it's grown to over 600 million people around the world. Listen, they were meeting in a stinking stable. They were in a stable. They said the flies, the flies were so thick there. There was no air conditioning or anything like that. God poured out His Spirit and visited. They used to sell horses in this place. What if God wants to pour His Spirit out again in the last days? This generation needs to see an incredible outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And if God can do it in a stable in Los Angeles, then He can do it in an old sale barn where they sold horses in New Holland. Listen, 600 million people around the world in a little bit over 100 years. 25% of the church, of Christianity today, is a part of charismatic, spirit-filled churches. Where the church is growing around the world is in spirit-filled churches. Now, don't let anybody tell you. The New Testament church, it was not Assembly of God. It was not a Mennonite. It was not a Lutheran. It wasn't a Catholic. But I'll tell you one thing it was. It was Pentecostal, and it was Holy Ghost-filled. It was empowered by the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit were in operation. The New Testament church was born at Pentecost. It was empowered at Pentecost. That's what revolutionized the church, and that's what revolutionized the world, the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Later we find out that the Lord poured out a Spirit in the Catholic church with the charismatic renewal. My in-laws, that's where they got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Catholic Church. He poured it out on the hippies in the 60s, in the 70s. He got a bunch of people who were doing LSD and smoking weed and being immoral, and they get saved and they fall in love with Jesus, and they run around and tell everybody about the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, and their lives are transformed. We find that he's poured his Spirit out. Our friends, the Bradneys, they were there to witness him pouring out his Spirit in Latin America, and seeing the growth. See, there was a lot of spiritual opposition, a lot of spiritual darkness. The focus was upon the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And Brother Bradney just told me this morning, he said it was so much fun 
We were running trying to keep up with what God was doing. You see, if you study about this, what we find is that through places like the Southern Hemisphere, through Latin America, through Africa, different places around the world where the church is on fire, the emphasis is this, the person and the work and the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. And where the Holy Ghost goes, where the Spirit of God is poured out, you find conversions, you find healing, you find literally nations being shaken by the power of God. And that's what's taking place. We also find they poured out His Spirit in places such as South Korea, where one church has a million people. Can you imagine that? One church. He's pouring out His Spirit in Africa, where huge numbers of people are coming to Christ. Huge numbers of people are being saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Huge numbers of people are being healed. Mass crusades where God is pouring out His Spirit. Look to the person next to you. First, tell them it's going to be big. Now tell them it's going to be personal. Listen to what he says. He says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. When I read that, God just stopped me and said that there's going to be somebody here that needs to receive that as a promise from the Lord. You need to receive that. You need to grab a hold of it. You need to claim it because it's from the Lord. Your children at this moment might be far from God. They may be living a lifestyle in complete opposition to God. But when the Spirit is poured out, things change dramatically Things change permanently, and things change quickly. The lost are found. Lives are transformed. Remember Saul on the road to Damascus? And he has an encounter with the risen. He was persecuting the church. He was going to kill, to imprison. The Spirit of God is poured out in his life, and he is touched by God, and his life is revolutionarily changed. May I suggest to you today that as the Holy Spirit's poured out, You can expect, his word says, I'm going to pour it out on your sons and your daughters. Don't let anybody tell you that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not for today. Don't let anybody tell you that God stopped, that it's done in the 70s, it's done in the 80s, it's done in the 90s, it's done in the 50s, whenever. No, God says, in the last days, I'm going to pour my spirit out on your sons and daughters. You got a future. It's not just a good one for you. It's not just a good future for you. Your children have a future. Generations to follow have a good future. The prophet Habakkuk received a word from the Lord. And I want to share a portion of it with you. Because the principle of it can be applied to the promised outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. It says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and notice this, and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. 
I want you to hear that one more time. I want you to get that in your spirit. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, though you got to wait for a while, 835 years. Though it linger, wait for it, it will certainly come and will not delay. This is my job today, to make plain to you the revelation that God is pouring out His Spirit. Not to tell you 20 years from now God's pouring out His Spirit. Can I declare to you today that at this very moment God is pouring out His Spirit? If someone would open their eyes and open their hearts, they would recognize and see that we live in a time in which God is pouring out His Spirit in our midst to call you to prepare for the outcome, for the outpouring of the Spirit, to expect it, and to actively wait for it. That reminds me of the words of Jesus that we find in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. It says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. And I underlined this in my notes. But wait for the gift. Do you earn a gift? Do you deserve a gift? It's free. But wait. Expect it. Stand with expectation. I hope that something in your heart begins to well up and say, God has a gift for me. He has this gift, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that he wants to pour out in my life that will revolutionize who I am. He wants to. It says you wait for it, expect it, but wait for the gift. My Father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They didn't quite get all of it. They didn't understand everything. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But I'll tell you what. You'll receive power. I don't know, does anyone in this room need some power in your life? Anybody in this room need the power of the Holy Spirit to face the challenges that you're up against? Anybody need the power of the Holy Ghost to be able to face the difficulties and the hard times? But the Word of God says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, until the ends of the earth. The result of the Spirit being poured out will be power in your life, power to overcome, power to live victoriously, power to speak to sickness and disease, power to discern the will of God. You'll be able to operate in the gifts. The Bradneys were telling me this morning about there was a, a, a missionary who was held hostage and through a word of knowledge, he was held prisoner. Through a word of knowledge as people were praying, Somewhere else, they had the exact location where the man was, and they they had sent the authorities to there, and they set him free. I mean, that's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Friends, we're going to be talking in the future about the gifts of the Spirit. 
whenever the Holy Spirit's poured out, the gifts that accompany the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be words of knowledge that people, you're going to be able to walk up to people and speak things into their lives that they have no idea, that you have no idea about, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. When the power of the Holy Spirit's poured out, when you lay hands on the sick, they're healed. When the Spirit's poured out, that miracles, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecies, you'll receive power, you'll be my witnesses. The Bible says, when the Spirit comes upon you, you will be His witnesses to the ends of the earth. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He gives you this crazy boldness. And you just start telling people about the Lord. And the crazy thing is, God, He knows the ones that are ripe for harvest. He knows exactly who they are. He knows that they're ready, that they're looking, that they're hungering, and He directs you right in their path. He says, you're going to be my witnesses. Your witness is not going to end at the end of your street. He says, your witness is going to go far to the very ends of the earth. Can you imagine as, as I was praying, that, that the effects of our church would go beyond New Holland, that from this place, from this old tobacco shed, that the glory of the Lord... See, when the glory of the Lord is poured out, He's not limited by your money. He's not limited by your abilities. He's not limited by your talent. When the glory of the Lord touches somebody, He empowers people, and He makes them a witness to the uttermost parts of the earth. Can you imagine that? That's what he says is going to happen as his spirit is poured out. Third thing, it's going to be suddenly. Look to the person next to you and say suddenly. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them, everybody say all. All All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Verse 2 describes how it happened. Suddenly. (laughs) Listen to me. This is 30-some years after Jesus, after 30-some years B.C. So about 870 years after this prophecy was given. Joel prophesied it would happen. Ten days earlier, Jesus had ascended to heaven. And they were doing what they knew to do. They were waiting. They were praying together. And suddenly, listen to me, suddenly, 870 years. Sometimes you wait and wait for God. And then suddenly, He intervenes in your life. Hopefully, we don't have to wait 870 years. Huh? 870 years before this prophecy was given. And as they get together, and as they are seeking God, they're doing what they know to do. They're obeying the voice of God. So I'm going to tell you, here's the thing. When people wait on the Lord, there's something about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God's looking for people who are waiting with anticipation. They're seeking Him. They're earnestly desiring Him. That's what they were doing. They took the time out of their schedules. Their lives were messed up in a lot of ways because what do we do now? And they weren't sure which way to turn. But they did what they knew to do. 
they gathered together and they waited. And suddenly God's spirit moved in an unprecedented way. The results were that 3,000 people, 3,000, were added to the church in a single day. I love what happened to Peter. Here's Peter, who, he's probably a lot like some of us. You ever feel like you're a screw-up sometimes? Lord, I want to please you. I want to do the right thing, and I, I want to honor you. And, and then yet, sometimes when the pressure's on, we don't always perform like we should, and sometimes we mess it up. He was on that day, though. What was the difference? The Holy Spirit. The difference when he stood up that day was that he was empowered by the Holy Ghost. And as he stood up and preached, the guy who a few weeks ago was cursing, the guy who a few weeks ago was ashamed of Jesus, something happened in his life that revolutionized his life. And when he stands up and preaches, 3,000 people are added to the church. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He's not going to leave you alone. The challenges that you fight, you're not going to fight them on your own. He made a promise to us. I want to read his words to you one more time. Don't leave New Holland. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Those are Jesus' words. I'm telling you to get ready. Because God is moving right now in our midst. I declare to you that power is being released in your life. And souls are being drawn into the kingdom of God because of the incredible grace and mercy of our God. He is on a mission. He came to seek and to save those who are lost. And He's enlisting you army and he needs you to be empowered by the Holy Ghost to do it he's not asking you to do it on your own but he says I'm going to empower you to do that so father today we open up our hearts in this place and we invite an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in power we invite you to fill us up with your spirit We invite you to pour out your Holy Ghost in our lives so that we can be bold, that we can be your witnesses to the uttermost parts of the world, Lord. We believe you today. We take you at your word. You said that you would pour out your spirit. You said it's a gift from the Father. And we open up our hearts to receive that outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I pray that across this sanctuary and throughout this day for weeks to come,
that there would be testimonies of people being overwhelmed by the grace and the mercy and the power of God in Jesus' name. I've told you the will of God. You don't have to doubt it. You don't have to question it. That's the will of God for your life. What is it God's will that I be filled with the Holy Spirit? That is the will of God for your life and for this church, that you be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I've declared to you the Word of God. God said, I'm going to pour my Spirit out on your sons and your daughters. That's not my words. I didn't come up with a cute sermon. That's the Word of God for today. Now I'm going to ask you, that you simply believe it and you watch God do His work. Huh? Just stay out of the way. How about that one? Pastor, what I got to do? All you got to do is stay out of the way. Just don't get in His way. Because when He moves, that's all you got to do. You just stay out of His way because He says, I'm going to do it. He said He's going to do it. Father, we thank You today for the moving of Your Holy Spirit in our midst. I thank you, Lord, that it's going to be suddenly. You're going to surprise us. <laughs> Some people we didn't think that you'd do that for. We didn't think they were even open, Lord. We didn't think they even cared. Did you pour out your spirit on the Gentiles? You pour out your spirit in the Catholic Church? You pour out your spirit with the hippies? Lord, thank you that you're pouring, and Lord, did you pour out your spirit on me? What a crazy thing. But I thank you that you're doing it. And we look with expectation to the harvest of souls. Thank you. Would you just take just, just a second and agree with me? Thank you for the hundreds of people, the thousands of people who are going to be brought into the kingdom as a result of this great outpouring of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And we say amen to it. Let it be done. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen.